Welcome to Heads Up, a podcast presented by the head teacher and the senior pupil leadership team of Open High School. Together with invited guests, we'll discuss local, national and international news and events. Along the way, we hope you'll join us and together we may inspire others to think about what's going on beyond the school gates and so help our understanding of the wonderful world we live in. Welcome back to the OHS podcast. This is the first podcast of the year and we are super excited to get these back up and running. To begin, we would like to build off last year's COP26 podcast by discussing COP27 and our developed views on climate change since last year. Joining me today, I have a number of guests from a wide range of subjects, committees and clubs who are all invested in pushing forward and tackling these climate challenges in their lives. Hi, I'm Katie and I'm going to be hosting this podcast and I am part of Eco Committee and I've studied Geography and Environmental Sciences. Hello, my name is Arabella Files. I'm also part of the Eco Committee and I studied Higher Geography last year. Hi, I'm Caitlin and I'm part of Eco Committee as well. Hi, I'm Sophie and I'm doing Advanced Higher Modern Studies, so I'm really interested in the political side and how policies can affect climate change. Hi, I'm Karis and I studied environmental science and I also study advanced higher RMPS, so I'm really interested in the morality side of it. So we're going to start off by explaining a bit about what COP27 actually is. So COP stands for Conference of the Parties and it's where every year world leaders join together to discuss climate change and how they plan to tackle it and at the end they come up with an agreement of their plan of action. Um, this is COP27, it is the 27th COP. So, um, so what is Scotland actually doing to combat climate change? So I'll talk about that. Scotland was one of the first countries in the world to declare a climate emergency. And in the past 30 years, we have ha- we've halved our greenhouse gas emissions. So we're already doing well. But one big thing that Scotland has done is the um, under 22 bus travel scheme. So that means that everyone under 22 has free bus travel across Scotland. And this is really great because it means that we're not getting lifts all the place and it's free for us. And for me, it's really good because I'm no longer getting lifts all the time. And I'm also reducing my carbon emissions at the same time. So um, I'd like to say that Scotland has a target for reaching net zero emissions by 2045. So that's five years earlier than the rest of the UK as well. And another thing that Scotland's doing is that we're the first in the UK to implement a deposit return scheme, which is going live in August 2023. So this is where you see the reverse vending machines, like in Germany and quite Scandinavian countries. So when you buy a bottle, you pay a 20p deposit. It's glass, aluminium, aluminium, plastic, and then you take it back to the shop and you get the 20p back. Um, A target of 90% collection rates is said to be achievable. Um, it will recycle billions of bottles and cans and reduce litter on our streets. And it's estimated the scheme will cut 4 million tonnes of CO2 emissions over 25 years, which is the equivalent of taking 83,000 cars off the road each year, which is a lot of cars. <laughs> and there's one being built in Liddell in Oban right now. This may also lead to the question, what is Oban High School doing to combat climate change? Well, we have a list of things going on. We have the Eco Committee, and what we do every week is we meet and we discuss ways that the high school can combat climate change. Recently, for example, the school has been granted access to solar panels, uh, which will be great because it reduces the amount of energy we use and we rely on more natural resources. Another thing that the Eco Committee is good at doing is taking out the recycling bins every week. This is great because it ensures that materials can be recycled properly and nothing's going to landfill, or at least as little as possible. Um, yeah, in Eco Committee, we're also talking about fast fashion, and we're making um, 
an assembly on fast fashion and how you can uh, recycle your clothes and how you can buy secondhand clothes like in charity shops and online places like Vinted and Depop. In relation to that, um, for the jingles this year, we'll be doing the swap for the dress. The Eco Committee will be running that, I think. So it's when you can hand in, you can donate any old dresses you have and look through all the other dresses that people have donated and take one for yourself for the jingles so that you're not having to buy a new one and it's for free as well. And just to jump back to Scotland in general, um, let's talk about um, renewable energy. Cause Scotland produces a lot of its energy from renewables, especially onshore wind and hydroelectric, but also offshore wind and solar power. Um, I think in 2020, it was almost it was around 97% of Scotland's energy consumption was from renewables, or that not, might not be completely accurate. Um, so it's really important because burning fossil fuels, as I'm sure you all know, um, releases a lot of CO2 into the atmosphere, which is a greenhouse gas. So uh, now I'd like to talk about how can you contribute to helping the environment? So one big thing that I do is I try and buy all my clothes secondhand. So often when I go shopping, I'll go to the charity shops and there's some really good finds there and for a lot cheaper as well. And stuff that you might not have seen before, but it's really cool. And also if you don't want to go into shops, you can go into apps like Depop or Vinted and it's really simple. And then you can also sell your own clothes to make a wee bit of money. And it's a really good way of clearing out your wardrobe and shopping for cheaper and just uh, being more eco-friendly. Yeah, um, Vinted's really good. I use it quite a lot. And even if you're going in, if you don't live in Oban here, um, you could time your trips into Oban um, with like the trains and the buses. So you're getting there and you don't need to get an extra lift. Um, and then, yeah, go shopping in the charity shops and you can get a lot of good things at good prices yeah another way you can contribute to climate change especially through fashion is through buying more clothes made out of natural materials such as cotton and linen uh silk leather suede anything like that as long as you're not buying clothes which are made out of plastic because those are harder to break down yeah and also um any clothes that are plastics um every time you wash them release microplastics into the water whereas um, natural fabrics won't do this um, and microplastics, you can't filter them because they're so small, so they get everywhere and into the environment, which is really damaging. And I think they just found at the start of this year that there is microplastic in a mother's breast milk, which is really devastating and sad to see because the baby would have been drinking that breast milk. That's not just affecting this generation, it's affecting the generation that's to come after us um, and still leaving them with more plastic to deal with. Another big area you can re uh, reduce your carbon emissions in is food. So a lot of food is like flown over here or brought over in big ships, when in reality there's a lot of food grown in Britain that is much better for the environment for us to eat that is um, in season. So I like lots of autumnal veg in season at the moment, like pumpkins and squash. And there's so many good recipes with them. And it's a lot better for the environment to buy food that is grown in Britain rather than being imported from other countries. Um, yeah, a few years ago, maybe four or five, there was a protest outside of Tesco, um, uh, which uh, I was part of. So we all stood outside of Tesco with our trolleys and we waited for choppers to come outside and we asked if we if we wanted if they wanted us to unpackage all of the plastic of their food. And by the time it was like a couple of hours later, all of our trolleys were full of the plastic that had come off of maybe three regular shoppings. 
Yeah, because as uh, many people say, skin has its own barrier and it's made to be protected. So it doesn't need all this excess packaging. So um, if you try and buy your fruit and veg without the like without the outside packaging and just take it, you get uh, reusable fruit bags, fruit and veg bags that are really good as well. And with packaging, um, yeah, just look out for foods that has um, least amount of packaging possible, but also just with anything that you are buying. Um, um, a lot of things don't need the amount of packaging they have and you can there's a lot of places especially online that you can get reusable containers which are really good because it means you're not chucking things away or using c- containers again and again um, which saves a lot of energy and also stops things going to landfill because in landfill um, as waste decomposes it releases methane which is incredibly um, potent greenhouse gas so yeah just try to um, find things with the least amount of packaging especially with things like skincare and hair care and body care. So I know I'm really bad at this is that I'll go through like two big plastic bottles a month with like shampoo and conditioner. Whereas in I'm, this is me saying it, I will buy, I'm going to buy a reusable um, container for shampoo and conditioner that you can just go and you can buy, I think it's plastic, it's like packaging, but that you can recycle the packaging and you fill up like the glass or the metal container. So that's a lot better to the environment. Yeah, for locals in Oban, there's a naked veg where you can buy a glass bottle of shampoo or conditioner and then you can go back in the next time and just refill that glass bottle. And also, um, a lot of these cosmetics you can actually get in bar form now, which mm. saves a lot of packaging because obviously you don't, they don't need to be wrapped in things if they're um, not in a liquid form. So that's something you can look out for. Yeah, shops like Lush are really good. They're really eco-friendly and good at selling stuff just as the bar and they do like loads of shampoo and stuff like that. Yeah, and the ingredients inside the shampoo and conditioner are becoming um, more natural. They're using less uh, artificial things. Yeah. In terms of makeup, a good brand to go to actually is Hourglass Cosmetics. They have a range of eyeshadow palettes and they're made from natural resources. And essentially with these palettes, rather than having to buy new ones every time your eyeshadow runs out, you can actually refill the pans inside the palette. So it reduces waste again because it's reducing packaging. So that's another really good brand to go to. And um, another way of reducing waste is reducing food waste. So in part, like trying to buy only the food that you will use before it goes off and also using leftovers for meals you've made. And if there's absolutely no way to avoid it, then maybe getting a compost bin in your garden. So instead of putting it into the bin, which will end up in landfill, um, getting a compost bin in your garden instead that you can put food waste in, which you can then use in your garden as well to grow plants, is a much better way of doing it. So another thing to look out for when you're buying things is look at the ingredients and try to get the least um, processed things possible. And um, in foods, look out for things like palm oil because um, palm oil plantations, they deforest vast amounts of the rainforest and um, it's really destructive and as the rainforests are very important carbon sink um, we need to make sure we're protecting it and also for the um, species that live in the rainforests. Another thing I'm just jumping back on my point from before is when you're buying like fruit and veg think about um, so for example uh, avocados they're really trendy but I don't think people realize they take a lot of water to um, grow and you, you don't really grow them here in Britain so I think they're coming from places like Brazil but they require a lot I can't remember the exact number but it's a lot of water that they require for quite a small uh, thing that can that is like used all at once and but if you think uh, I t- went to a cafe somewhere and they had pea avocado smash instead of avocado smash and it tasted the same but it's made it's a lot more eco-friendly and good for the environment 
Another thing to look out for is rice because rice is grown in paddy fields, which release so much methane and also use so much water. So to really just try and if you can try and educate yourself on what foods um, are use less water, um, are grown in Britain, as Sophie was saying, it's really important. You can reduce your energy, for example, by turning off your lights at home. Uh, that's a, that's a good way to reduce energy. And also just ensuring that your bins, everything is sorted into the correct bins. I know that uh, something which would be good for the school to implement would be a TerraCycle point. That would essentially be an area where you can leave makeup, pens, use things like that. And that would be another great way to reduce waste. TerraCycle, you can go to their website and you can make your own recycling point. That's a really good website to go to. So yeah, I think just pay attention to the energy consumption in um, your household or any environment you're in, really. Um, and just try and make sure, like, just the simple things you always hear, turning off your lights, having shorter showers. And if you just keep making these changes, reducing your energy consumption, it'll make a, diff- a massive difference to how much energy you um, personally are consuming. And um, another thing you can do is um, washing clothes on lower temperatures. So me, I always wash my clothes on 30 degrees, and I feel like a lot of people wash it on 40 degrees. Um, so lots of use a lot of energy to heat up the water, and also the more... The higher the temperature, the more um, you're going to be wearing through your clothes. So releasing more microplastics into the environment, also meaning you have to buy more clothes more quickly. So yeah, just um, reduce your wash cycles. That's another thing you can do. I saw a thing, I think it was Mr. Heaney was telling us that jeans apparently, like, do not, their jeans are designed that you hardly ever need to wash them. But some people will, like, wash them every, well, me as well, wash them, like, every time I'm wearing them, which really doesn't need to be done. And as Kate said, it's wearing them down a lot quicker than they need to be. Another thing is um, tumble dryers. So quite a lot of people use dryers to obviously dry their clothes after they wash them, but they do use quite a lot of energy. So if it's possible, for example, if it's a sunny day, you can hang the clothes up outside, or if it's not a sunny day, um, you can get clothes horses to put in inside your house and you can dry clothes on those. It does take a little bit longer, but it does save you on a bit of energy as well. The smell of fresh clothes, dry fresh clothes outside <laughs> is unbeatable, so I would recommend. <laughs> Yeah, there's, um, you can build whirly gigs in your garden. We've got one, um, you kind of, you dig a hole in the ground and you get a pole and you stick it up and the, and the whirly gig spins around in the wind um, and it dries your clothes pretty quickly, honestly. I think now we'll move on to what would you like to see happen between COP27 and COP28? So I'd like to see um, the commitment made in 2009 um finished so yeah in 2009 bigger countries like the UK and the USA and France um, made a promise to smaller countries um, that they'd uh, get 100 billion pounds a year to deal with climate change because it's the bigger countries that made climate change more and it's the smaller countries that are dealing with climate change Um, but that still hasn't happened and it was meant to um, they were meant to they were meant to get the money by 2021 but it's 2022 now and so they've pushed it back to 2023 but uh they've still not really close but i'd like to see that happen yeah me too so i yeah definitely more support for um vulnerable countries so we live in scotland and we're quite lucky to live in an established countries but others are not so lucky we need to aid them so for example pakistan there's huge deadly floods there um right now um it's extreme flooding. About a third of the country is flooded, and it's uh, the WHO estimated the cost of thirty billion dollars, um, for that Pakistan is having to fund 
to uh, stop the flooding. But Pakistan only accounts for 0.3% of global emissions and all this horrible stuff is happening to, to them because of countries like UK and the USA who are emitting all these global emissions. Um, another thing I'd like to see would be more support given to farmers, like small farmers, because the most sustainable way to eat is to buy food or meat that is from local farmers. But right now, especially in the UK, local farmers are really struggling to continue with their farm to be able to pay their bills and have enough money to keep it going. So I would like to see governments, particularly the UK government, giving more support to local farmers to try and help them be able to sell their products more in the local area. So I'd like to see a greater focus on the ocean because I feel like it's ignored a lot. Um, but I feel like a lot of people don't know that the ocean absorbs 80% of um, carbon. So that's way more than all the rainforests do. Um, so I feel like we cannot make a change and um, imp- well stop climate change without really protecting the ocean because it, the more we just exploit it, the more it's not going to be able to um, absorb, absorb all this carbon. And um, with the ocean, that's especially important in places like Oban because a lot of people in our town rely on the ocean for their income. For example, you've got Calmac, you've got fishermen, all the things like that. And without, if the ocean continues to decline, those people will really, really struggle. So towns like us will be hit hardest. Climate change has a massive effect on all the life in the ocean. Um, but I feel like we don't really see it that much um, because it's kind of a hidden world to most humans. Um, so it's really important to protect these species as well. Uh, another thing I just want to top on and say is that climate change can seem uh, like not really real when you see it on the news. You know, you see what well, I was talking about before, the extreme flooding, but it seems almost like it's in a movie. But we are noticing the facts here in Scotland. For example, right now, it's November 22, just to note. Um, I think it's supposed to be like four degrees in the night and last uh, in the last couple of nights it's been like 16 degrees, which is a lot warmer than it's supposed to be. And I was really surprised when I noticed that. But yeah, we are noticing it here and it will continue to get worse. I feel like a lot of people don't realise that they just think getting warmer is the effect of climate change. They don't realise that it can cause uh, more amounts of rain in northern countries. Um, so it's not actually just the warming up it actually has a massive effect on weather patterns we get way more storms so i'd like just like to finish off by saying it's really important that we protect our planet as it's the only place that we as a species can live and also it's a home to a vast amount of species and plants and amazing environments that are so unique because we haven't found any of this sort of stuff on any other planets um but if we don't protect look after the planet and protect and improve our um, practices, just everything's going to deteriorate more and more. So yeah, I think we just need to pay attention to our actions and push for change. Because if we do push for change, change will happen. And but we need to do this as soon as possible because the worse the planet gets, the harder it's going to be reverse what, the effects of our actions. Thank you all very much for such insightful conversation. And I think we can all agree that a lot of the change we want to see from now on begins with us and the small changes we can make. And lastly, thank you all especially for listening, and I hope we took something away from this discussion and perhaps have discovered some ideas which you can implement to tackle climate change. We hope you join us again for another perceptive conversation. Thank you. <laughs>